0: Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact.
1: This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Well, hey there. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Impact Makers Podcast. I'm Jennifer McClure a professional speaker and entrepreneur, and my purpose in life is to equip and encourage you and to help you build a career that you love and live a life that matters. It's the holiday season where I live, and it's also the end of the calendar year. So I'm sure many of you are taking some time away from work to spend time with family and friends or just to be away from work. So I thought I'd do something a little different with today's podcast and share a recent conversation with my BFF, Lori Rudiman. Laurie was the first guest I interviewed for the Impact Makers podcast back in episode two. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet, I'd encourage you to do so. Laurie's not only my best friend, whom I met online after becoming a fan of her popular blog, and no, I'm not a stalker, but she's also a frequent travel buddy, a mentor to me, and a fellow podcaster. Recently, I hate listen to one of Tim Ferriss's podcasts. And I say hate listen because I don't like his podcasts. They're way too long, but they can sometimes be pretty interesting, so I usually listen to them. Yeah, I make weird life choices sometimes. I guess you do too. But anyway, sometimes on his podcast, Tim has a conversation with Kevin Rose. A friend of his who's an internet entrepreneur, investor, and founder of several semi-successful tech companies. These episodes are called The Random Shows, where they talk about things like what they're currently loving, what they're reading, and what they're excited about, or something like that. And I do think alcohol is involved. So when I listened to one of their most recent conversations, I thought it would be fun to do something similar with my friend Laurie. And when she texted me recently that her scheduled podcast interview had canceled at the last minute, I suggested that we hop on and see if we could create some podcast magic in a random show of our own. Or we could just talk about what's up and see if it was a conversation worth sharing. As usual, we had fun. And hey, there wasn't even any alcohol involved because it was 10 o'clock in the morning. So today's podcast is a good representation of what happens when Jennifer and Laurie get together to chat, which actually doesn't happen that often since we live in two different cities. We cover topics like where Laurie is in the process of publishing her first traditionally published book in January 2021, when I plan to write my first book, some fun travel stories, and what we've learned about ourselves this past year, as well as what we're planning to focus on in 2020. Actually, yeah, 2020, that's next year. (laughs) Lori shared this conversation on her podcast, Let's Fix Work, earlier this week. So some of you may have already listened to it. But if you haven't, or if you just couldn't get enough of our random BFF conversation, I think you'll enjoy this conversation and also find a few good takeaways in the process. And if you haven't subscribed to the Let's Fix Work podcast with Lori Rudiman, I'd encourage you to do that as well. But one last thing before we dive into our BFF chat, I want to thank King University for their support, which makes this podcast possible. King is proud to offer 16 online degrees with accelerated programs and affordable tuition so you can start a new career faster than ever. You can choose from programs in technology, communication, and business, like an online MBA with six concentrations, including human resource management. And because the program is offered fully online, you can earn your degree on your own schedule in as little as 16 months. Visit JenniferMcClure.net forward slash KingU, that's K-I-N-G, the letter U, to learn more about the King difference today.
0: Hey Jennifer, how you doing?
1: Hi Lori, I am fine and we are already having too much fun this we morning. We are,
0: we're giggling. You know, I had a podcast guest that I thought was going to occupy this time and this person is busy. I can't believe it. They have something better to do and you kindly suggested that we just catch up. And yeah.
1: talk about no, things. I don't think I kindly suggested. I was like, pick me, pick me. <laughs>
0: So this is our life. (laughs) And, you know, we were talking about what the rest of my day entails, and I've had a few cancellations, so I went online and found an open massage appointment, so I'm going to go do that this morning, and then I'm booked from like 2 o'clock to 9 o'clock tonight. So what are you doing today?
1: Well, now I'm considering my life choices and wondering why I'm not getting a massage today, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah you know, just doing what I need to do because it is the end of the year. And this is the time of the year when everybody fakes not working. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) we're all working and thinking that we are the only ones that are working and getting caught up. And then you send emails and you get thousand out of office messages. And I'm like, I see you. I see you there. I know you're working. You see me getting a massage. That's what you see. Except for you. Except for you. You're the only one who's doing it right. The rest of us are like, the holidays
0: are here. Time to work. This could be a condition of the fact that my business is upside down at this moment. All year writing my book and my sales funnels are a little... Um, I don't know, they're a little hinky, as they would say in Chicago, they're a little broken. But I believe in 2020, right? So I'm back on the horse. I've been doing some coaching already. And I've got this coaching program out. And so I, I feel good about that. I've got some speeches booked for next year. But Maybe 2020 is the year I get serious about myself as a businesswoman. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't
1: know. As somebody who has watched you from afar, I think you've been pretty serious along the <laughs> way. So I you've done pretty well for yourself. But I have questions about the book. Is it okay? Is do Yeah, do I,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do I
1: have to sign an NDA? Can we? No, no, <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> so like you wrote the book. I did. Many months last year. You've turned it in. It's in, I guess, the editing process Mm -hmm. still or? Yeah, not still.
0: It's sitting with me. I turned it into my editor and she had notes and she gave them back to me and said, before I line edit it, you know, go through, kind of take big chunks out. I would like you to think about these themes, the structure, the way you're telling the story. And I have finished five of my 10 chapters and really addressing her comments but, you know, there's a famous author out there that I can't remember who talked about the editing process who said editing is like a dog eating its own vomit, which is why I probably can't remember the <laughs> person who you said that. You should see my face right, right now. Right, I yeah. did. I did. But it's true. <laughs> it's like you're going back to like your stuff that's been regurgitated and it's like, oh, man, I'd like to think about new things. So the editing process is more painful for me than writing. So yeah, that's where I am right now, eating my own vomit. <laughs> well, yeah, that took a turn. That
1: went Great. a different direction Great. than you I did. thought. But I guess, you know, I'm always fascinated with people who write books. First of all, congratulations to anyone who's written a yeah, book of any kind, truly. self-published or otherwise, but really fascinated by people who traditionally publish, like yourself, with how long the process takes. And I realize a lot of that process, like the writing, the editing, you know, the the agent getting the the selling the book, all those things at least make sense to me. But then there's this big, long period upcoming after the editing process is done where your book comes out when?
0: January 2021? Well, here's the deal. We've got the upcoming presidential election that the Russians will probably steal anyway, you know, so <laughs> that we know how that's going to go down. So in this period, it's almost like a blackout period for a lot of creative professionals because there's no oxygen available from the summertime through the election, so my publisher and my agent are betting on the fact that people will be reinvigorated, will want to focus on themselves on January first, twenty twenty-one, like New Year, New You. So yeah, I will be doing press and PR and and hopefully book tours in advance, going to different publishing conferences to talk about my upcoming book, doing a lot of pre-marketing. You know, we talk in HR about pre-boarding, getting people ready to come to a company. And I think that's what I'll be doing the second half of next year. But yeah, I will be sitting on a book that's ready to go, but not quite published. So I'm a little concerned about that, a little worried, but I trust the good advice of my editor and my agent. And if they say, I'm not going to be able to get on Good Morning America because of Donald Trump, I'm going to trust that. Right. So well,
1: I think, you know, once you've written a great book, it's always going to be a great book. So I'm <laughs> not worried about that, but it's more like a whole year.
0: Oh my! Well, gosh. part of that year too is cutting down the forest to print the book, part of that year. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, hope you're also,
1: planting some trees on behalf I, of your book. I'm <laughs> going to do a
0: carbon offset, yes, and part of that too is submitting me, which I didn't know about this for awards like Book of the Year 2021, like stuff like that. So I've got a whole publishing team that's also working on a Goodreads strategy, and you know we're in the world of work, and so we f- focus on our platforms, but Goodreads and Amazon are incredibly important platforms for authors. And they have a whole marketing strategy around that that takes more than 90 days. So yeah, getting the sales force excited, right? It's like launching a new drug. When I was back in the pharmaceutical world, you don't just launch it and expect it to sell. You've got to get your salespeople excited about it. So I'll be talking to sales and marketing professionals and booksellers. And I don't know, it's definitely a different way of working for me, but I'm excited to learn.
1: Well, as somebody who has a second row seat, I'd say Ken and the cats have the first row seat probably, but
0: it's just- They're been... <laughs> not much further ahead than you, Jennifer. <laughs>
1: well, it's just been fascinating to see, you know, again, I kind of assumed or heard from what I've learned from others about what this traditional book writing process is like, but it's really hard. And so I'm very proud uh-huh. of you for Thank what you. you've done so far. Uh-huh. And I hate to say without even having- dipped my toe into 2020 yet that I'm excited about 2021, but I'll go ahead and say I'm excited about 2021.
0: when your well, book comes Thank up. you. That's <laughs> why you're such a sweet friend to me. Thank you so much. But I realize that one of the things that happens when you're writing a book is that that's all you can think about. That's all you talk about. That's what your world becomes. It might be like a first-time parent. You know, you think the world, you know, the sun rises and falls based on your pregnancy and your children, but there are other things happening in the world. So I hope I'm not so myopic that I don't ask my good friends what they're doing for 2020. So we know that I will be in the world of book writing in 2020, but what are you doing next year? What are your plans? Where are we traveling?
1: Oh my gosh, we are traveling to all the places we did not... (laughs) Are, we, we, do, are we finally doing the donkey
0: burrow thing that we've talked yeah, about? Yeah,
1: that's in July. Fair Play, Colorado. We, we need to reserve our donkey right now for the donkey <laughs> marathon. <laughs> oh, look it gosh. up. Fair Play burrow races for anybody that wants to check that out. Yeah. Someday. Someday we will do that. I don't know. I mean, I kind of look back on twenty. 19. I've already, my brain's flipped over. And that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't travel enough. I did travel and I got to do some cool things. You did as well. But this year, check me if I'm wrong, I don't think we took a LFR, JM, round the world trip of any kind. We went to Connecticut. (laughs) 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 But we didn't go get involved in a riot anywhere. We didn't go yell at Uh, Pedestrians that don't speak the language. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of us didn't. One of us (laughs) did
0: I did go to Singapore. <laughs> I did yell at somebody. Okay,
1: so I just didn't witness it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think I think that's been, if I look back on my regrets of 2019, Aww. that's it. I missed yeah. that. I mean, I know you have a husband. and yeah, I do. It kind of makes sense that you guys travel together sometimes. But I guess Ken didn't opt out enough this year for me.
0: <laughs> well, and I didn't really have any big international trips until the end of the year. And you went to Jersey, but I like had a conflict. And so I didn't get to go to it's Jersey in the UK.
1: Jersey for the people who are like me who thought Jersey was just in the New Jersey in the U.S. (laughs) Old Jersey. Jersey. I learned this year and had the pleasure of going to the island of Jersey which is a British provocateur so it's not like a country it's not like part of the UK it's a whole thing on its own which was amazing and yes I did have to go by myself and I went Ireland on vacation and rode horses as part of that trip, so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, we didn't do the one of us speaking, the other one tags along, or we just go for the heck of it trip. So yeah, your question well, was, where am I traveling? I'm like, where are we traveling?
0: Well, I'm going to Amsterdam in February if you want to come along. I mean, it's not the best time to I've be in Amsterdam, been to but
1: Amsterdam, but yeah, it is kind of February.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't schedule it. I, I just, think, hey. I, you know, I could. We've
1: we We've argued in the past about whether or not Cincinnati and North Carolina are parallel on the on and the when, map. What's and the answer? The answer is that I'm wrong and Lori is right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> North Carolina Raleigh is much further south than Cincinnati. <laughs> so bleh.
0: Let's wait. But, let's talk about the weather to prove that. <laughs> it's
1: 70 in Raleigh today is snowing and 20 degrees in Cincinnati. Oh, that might be why. But. Laurie, I'm pretty sure Amsterdam might be a Above Cincinnati on the world map, which means it's probably colder and snowier in February.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't actually know. I'm an American, so my geography of any other place is totally off. But but hey,
1: to the people of Amsterdam, I will come to see you and speak there and, and do all the things any time of the year you want. Totally. But to tag, but to tag along for a BFF <laughs> trip, maybe I might.
0: <laughs> Are we going to go to San Diego next year? Is that yeah. happening? Are you speaking at Sherm? Uh, they haven't. Well, <laughs>
1: They either haven't sent out notifications yet, or I'm just not getting one. <laughs> <laughs> either <Well, you laughs> is been... an option at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have been to San Diego together many times in the past for both Sherm and ERE, and I just have such fond memories of hanging out with you in that city. So I'm going to try to make that happen, even though
1: we should definitely go to San Diego one way or the other, because it is, I say it's my favorite U.S. city, but I have a lot of favorite cities, but I, it's definitely on my favorites list. I just love the weather. I love the vibe. I love San Diego. And maybe it's because I have so many good memories of hanging out there with you. (laughs) We've done a lot of fun things in San Diego. So
0: So San Diego was the place where we spent St. Patrick's Day, right? In that bar. (laughs) <laughs> my mind just, just drew a blank i do I, not I remember so. <laughs> um well maybe maybe not but
1: oh well, it was ere so it would yeah. have been march yeah. yeah whether or not it was saint patrick's day
0: could but have i remember been. them having a crazy saint patrick's day uh, in the gas lamp district with like women in like short kilts which i'm not sure is irish but okay we won't pick a fight there and going into bars, and it was just being super crazy. Well, and for
1: those, wait, let's take a step back. For those that are listening, let me yes. describe these trips.
0: <laughs> these I really trips don't are know how I got away with all this.
1: <laughs> these trips, particularly this one in March of whenever uh, in San Diego, is. I am the version of the designated driver although <laughs> no one has designated me as such I'm <laughs> self-appointed. <laughs> Even though nobody's driving I'm the one that I need to keep my wits about me so that Laurie has oh, basically I'm your bodyguard, your your protection.
0: And not necessarily although sometimes because I've had too much to drink, but well, other no, times not really of other nothing. People. Yeah, Yeah. nothing
1: necessarily to do with drinking. It just, Laurie needs a bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) So I appointed myself to this (sighs) position. No one asked me to do this, but somewhere along the line, I realized that not only is she tiny, she's cute. And other people, particularly people of the male gaze, really find her fascinating. (laughs) 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 they do and so i get to go along as the ugly best friend (laughs) oh stop it (laughs) 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 who kind of like just sits there and gives them the stink eye when they get too talkative or whatever or this particular in this particular incident it was at the whiskey in san diego Yeah. yeah and i wasn't doing it i mean i don't I will, I will put you down if you hurt my girl. Yes, but yeah, thank you. This was me sitting next to Lori, just rolling my eyes and laughing so hard at someone who is just having the weirdest conversation with her. Well, I I think it started. You can share if you want.
0: Yeah, I think it started out by him asking me how I look so good because I had five kids, and I said (laughs) I don't have five kids; I have five cats. But thank you. I look fantastic.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you for that
0: compliment. (laughs) Jesus Lord. And is he a Viscount? Was he a prince? I mean, he had some like royal title. This is a person who shall not be named, but I still follow
1: him today. And just this last week, he's on Instagram in robes and doing spiritual things. I don't know. (laughs) He's a yogi now. And we know what those
0: are. (laughs) Right. I think he's just wealthy. I think that's what that came down to. We just had a lot of money. So we had that going on. And I think this was the same guy who was really fascinated by my like
1: your tattoo, tattoos. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God.
1: He could tattoos. not, he could not get over. He was like, How many? Where are they? And Laurie's oh, like, Laurie was not giving up the number <laughs> or the location, but he could not let it go. So <laughs> oh, gross. So that's just a sample of what it's like to travel with Lori. And then of course, then my job becomes how do I get her out of here? <laughs>
0: <Thank> <laughs> so it's about, a
1: whole security that. detail with like, you know, I got my head in my earpiece talking to the security. I need sunglasses
0: on. <laughs> we're going out the
1: back door. We're hopping in the Uber. I'm pulling her away. So it's
0: like, you know, there have been events where we've gone like that one in New York, where that one gentleman was fascinated with you and you look at me, you're like, bug off. <laughs> you know? That like, was completely
1: different people, completely different. I was having a fascinating conversation uh-huh, with a sure married man who was, this was not in any way we were talking about, he had been to Burning Man to uh-huh. write about it. He was a writer right. and he had been to Burning Man to write about it. and. It was fascinating. It goes down in history as probably the most interesting conversation I've had with a person whose name I do not remember. <laughs> uh-huh. But Laurie yeah. and the rest of the crew are all like talking about. I don't know what, and I'm over here having just a fascinating conversation about Burning Man, of which I don't have any desire to ever go to, but I loved what he was sharing about. Because he was talking not just about, you know, it wasn't voyeuristic in the sense of like, here's all the crazy stuff that went down. Yeah, He really bought into the meaning of it and what it meant and what it said about society and and I just thought it was a really fascinating conversation
0: yeah champagne helps with that or I was (laughs) I
1: was probably completely sober sober, well as was he because we were engaged in a fascinating conversation oh of course of course yes as usual I think the most fascinating conversations you have with people I don't know that he asked me anything about me (laughs) oh But dude, I talked but to I'm him for like two hours right. about him. And I was like, "And I, I bet he left there going, shit, was really interesting.
0: <laughs> well, I do remember that because I do remember being sent away because you were talking to a man and I'm like, right. I'm I'm like oh, I don't please. need your
1: protection, five foot person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we have had some good travel. We'll have to do that and maybe bring a microphone along in 2020. I think oh, wow. that could be fun.
1: Laurie on the street to be like Billy oh, on the street, God. right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, I think the more interesting thing would be just to get our reaction at the end of the night. What did we go through? Who did we talk to? What crazy things did we witness? Because we do witness a lot of crazy things, not just our own behavior, right? I mean, although often my own behavior, but <laughs> other people's behavior and other things that we've seen. So it would be fun to kind of summarize that at the end of the night. Fun to me. I don't Goals know I for listen.
1: 2021 when I accompany you on your book tour as your security manager. Oh man,
0: I need it. Well, you know, as I'm talking, I've got airplane throat. You have not been sniffling, but I know you were sniffling beforehand. We need to work on our, I think, overall well being in 2020. That's a goal for me to get more sleep, to take better care of myself, to start running with more regularity again, to not catch colds when I travel. I don't know. Do you have any well-being goals oh, that, for 2020? That sounded like a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think we're gonna start. Gonna with t- see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think for me that's I really uh, I've had some some major epiphanies in the last couple of months around managing my time. Yeah. I am not cured but i think like anyone who maybe if you're on like a diet to lose a lot of weight or if you're in some sort of 12 step program i'm on like step 2 of my 12 step program to regain control of my life and so it's really been helpful to kind of get more control of my to do list
0: so wait i'm going to i'm going to interrupt you because i want to hear more about these major epiphanies and i know one is when you were thrown off your horse yeah you yeah. want to talk so, about that
1: Well, I mean, my horse, who I love, who is a crazy, crazy thing. (laughs) It has been a a great and wonderful thing that she and I have not parted ways in the couple of years that we've been partnering together. But we were out wandering around in the fields, just me probably saying something out loud to myself, like, I'm just so amazed how relaxed Roxy is out here. (laughs) And we think, uh, my trainer and I, nobody was around. I was as far away from the barn as I could get, next to the edge of the woods. Which we had been by many times, and all of a sudden, she just felt like you know knives were coming at her or something. I don't know. She tried to run away. I tried to be the boss and make her go back and face whatever she was afraid of. And she said, "I'll show you who's the boss." <laughs> right. And she reared a bunch of times. And I was sitting there going, "I'm so proud of me." This is the really the dialogue in my head. I'm so proud of me. Look at me. I am not coming off. Look at me. Look at me. And then then she was was like, "Look at you!" And she was off. (laughs) And so I lost consciousness, which I was in denial about for a while. And of course, had a little concussion. I guess that's what that means when you lose consciousness and you walk back, going, "I guess my horse ran away." Oh
0: well, Jennifer. So scary. (laughs) So glad you were safe. I was telling
1: my trainer about it. We were talking about it again last week, and I'm like, I still laugh. Kind of. I walked halfway through the field. I was literally probably a mile away. From the barn, and I just start walking back, going, "Is this a dream? Oh. <laughs> I guess Roxy ran away. That's terrible."
0: Oh, <laughs> and it was just like being oh. in La
1: La Land. But anyway, she ran thankfully back to her stall, saddle, bridle, everything still on and intact. There was a person there that caught her, so she was safe. But yeah, it actually affected my body chemistry. It, my foot is still a little injured, but you know that's. That is something that it makes me grateful again that I have had, you know, knock on some wood, good luck with writing because I know that that like anything you do, you can get hurt. Yeah. And I'm grateful that I think I'm kind of, you know, it was the first few times we walked by that space again. I, I was a little nervous, but we've been out there since. But I think it kind of, you know, I don't know that I sat down and had an epiphany, but I wasn't able to really work. Uh, although I continued to show up at the desk every day and plod away at things, I wasn't able to concentrate and to focus and and I missed some commitments. And so it just reinforced for me that, you know, as a person who works for myself, I've got to do a better job, not only of prioritizing and managing my schedule, but I also have to get help. My business, you know, and I, I recognize this when my Both of my parents became ill in 2011, and then my dad eventually passed away. If I'm taken out of commission for whatever reason, whether it's to care for someone else or to care for myself, there is no unbridled talent and now, you know, no disrupt HR, And so some things have to change. And so I've been making some baby steps in that direction, including, you know, I share a podcast producer with you, Danny, and his team at Emerald City Productions. Actually, I referred them to you.
0: You did. People who constantly
1: ask me, oh, are you using the same people that Laura uses? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Laura uses the same people I use.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. And you get a discount for that once you refer. So I love that. I mean, that's the way business ought to work. So So if
1: you want to use Emerald City Productions, tell them I sent you, not (laughs) Lori. We're going to help the unbridled bottom line. Um, And then I hired a uh, project manager. Angie He's wonderful and has really helped me with some things. But it's all foundational. I mean, I will be in business 10 years in February with Unbridled Talent. Just celebrated its sixth anniversary. It is way past time that I... I get some real systems in my business and I don't know how we got from talking to wellness and and running marathons and stuff to, this is my marathon actually. It is. I want, because it's been so poorly done in the past, but for my mental and physical health, I've got to get systems in place in my business where I don't know. I mean, I've read quotes of the various nature, like you you dream of going to work for yourself so that you have freedom and control of your time. And I do have that. But I am a terrible boss because freedom and control of my time, yes, it means I can take a writing lesson on Friday afternoon, or if it's a pretty day, go out. But what it means today still is that If I am at home, which I work from home, and people go, that's nice. And it is nice because it's snowing outside today and I didn't have to take a drive. But if I am at home or near a device, my laptop or my phone, I am working. And when I am not working, I am thinking I will get back to one of those devices and start working. So that might mean that, you know, I spend all day doing all the things. And then I do go out to the barn because it's a 3 three-plus-hour commitment every day to go see and ride my horse. But when I leave the house at 5 o'clock or whenever I leave, I'm thinking I'll be home at 8.30, I'll eat, and then I'll work until 11. And that is not sustainable. I think I've sustained it longer than I did. And I think, you know, to bring it back to the riding accident, it kind of helped me realize that at my advanced years, which mentally... I am 23 and will always be 23. (laughs) Physically, I am 55. And again, I think I'm healthier than most and spryer than most people my age. It's like this morning I had I filled out a survey and it's the worst. It is literally the worst when you cross over into one of those next age things you have to check. And so now to check the 55 and up box is just horrors, horrors.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'm about to do 45 to 54 in January. It, that, so. that is, I'd, I'd go back. Oh, man. Um, but I want
1: to be happy and healthy. And I do want, you know, I, I do yeah. value the freedom that I have as an entrepreneur, but I want actual freedom, like yeah. freedom where I have downtime. So I'll stop talking in a minute, but it, Laurie knows the story. I went to a conference this year, Igniting Souls conference with Carrie Overbrunner and one of the exercises that we did at the table during the conference was he asked us to go around and and share one thing that we're struggling with, with everyone at the table. And there were 10 people at the table. And I was like, I'm perfect. I'm not struggling with anything. (laughs) But I'll come up with something. And I said, I struggle with too many things to do and managing my time or something like that. And one of the women at the table, uh, her and her husband, run a side business, I guess, where they help young couples with marriage from a faith-based perspective. So I was already fascinated with them and what they're doing. But she said to me, and and for people out there that are familiar with the uh, religious language of like a Sabbath, you know, or in the Bible, it says, you know, God made the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested. And, and that's translated into remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And myself, I'll, I'll answer for myself and maybe a lot of other people who I am a person of faith and and I do a lot of things, but I guess over the years I've co-opted my, you know, the idea of a Sabbath into eh. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here working on my laptop. It's no big deal. And so what she said to me that day was she said, Are you, you know, familiar with the concept of tithing? And I was like, certainly, which is giving 10% of your earnings, you know, to to God. You know, because it's his money and giving it back. And she said, I believe that you should do the same thing with your tithe, that you should, you know, not 10%, but you should give a day of Sabbath back to God. And that just like he will multiply blessings, you know, through tithes, which is what it says in the Bible. And Laurie, the atheist, is looking at me and going, okay, up. With <laughs> this. Like,
0: I, be- I believe that in rest and well being. So, like, just so, tracking. Yes. Yeah. So she
1: said, if you give back the Sabbath day, you know, in terms of your time, then God will multiply that. See, He will multiply your time and you will see a difference. And maybe it was right time, right message, right messenger, but I was like, that was my biggest takeaway from the conference. Yeah. And it was a great event where I'm like, it is a factor of me, I guess, not trusting God by thinking that I have to work all the time. And so, yeah, right. I, you know, I didn't do it right away because I had to do some things. <laughs> But for the last since the week before Thanksgiving, every weekend before I plan out my week. Now I use a full focus planner and and plan out my week. And I plan based off the weather because I want to ride on the prettiest day of the weekend. Based off the weather on the upcoming weekend, I choose a Sabbath day. So Saturday or Sunday or on the and Thanksgiving. I chose Thanksgiving as my Sabbath. I take that as a day where I don't open my devices. I still sneak a peek maybe at Instagram but I don't open you know in the past I was opening them I might not be answering them but but that that was still engaging yeah so I don't open email I don't open the social medias other than for fun like I said maybe with Instagram and I don't even go to the bar so yeah one day i organized my desk yeah. one day i cleaned off the clutter in my kitchen which was very helpful but i cook i watch netflix and movies that i've recorded that i looked at my dvr and i have movies that i recorded in 2017 <laughs> so i'm like that's because i really don't watch that much with tv because i'm always working so i've introduced a sabbath day back into my life and i think that's going to pay some dividends i've done Three or four now. And I like it and I look forward to it.
0: Well, I love this idea. I mean, it's so practical and it's so, you know, you don't have to be a person of faith to recognize burnout or lack of productivity go hand in hand. And so you want what every W 2 employee has, what every entrepreneur has, what Gary Vee has, time off so that when you come back to your business, you can love your business, you can be excited about your business, you can have energy about your business. And Jennifer, to go as many years as you have at just 110% is really not 110%. It slowly becomes 80%, and 60%. And and what's what's
1: ultimately suffered, yeah, I think there's a a mental and, and maybe even a physical burnout factor to it. And I think a lot of people who are probably listening to this are saying, Jennifer works all the time. I don't oh, see stop. it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Looks like she's always doing something else. Well, uh, other people remember, should mind their own business. <laughs> but I, That's why I said, remember when you see me, if it's like, okay, a, a beautiful day and I'm outside and you're like, it's 2pm. Jennifer's not working. That means that Jennifer is working at 11. That's what I used to that's tell right. my son. He was always like, you're always working. And I used the excuse, I'm like, but I take off and do whatever I want. But it meant that every other waking hour was working and a lot of what I'm doing is not things that I it's administrative work, it's data entry especially with disrupt HR. So what has ultimately suffered mental physical health, I'm sure, is creativity. Yeah. You know, so things like writing a blog post or doing podcasts. I took a almost a year, a little over a year off from doing my relatively new podcast. It's back now, though, people. So go <laughs> on over to Impact Makers Podcast.
0: <laughs> um, we forgot to mention that. Yes. Yeah. Host yes, of Impact uh, Makers Podcast,
1: John from Where's Tim Sackett What I need you to say? <laughs> Impact Makers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I took time out because I just couldn't find a way to fit that in. And also because there was no creativity. There's no, here's an yeah. idea I want to share about. And so I'm working my way back into that. I want to set aside time for writing, for creating. I want, spoiler alert, to 2020 to be the year I write a book. Yeah. And I don't anticipate that it's going to be traditionally published for a lot of reasons. Number one being that I literally, I'd be like, I wrote a book on, and it was to finished on July 1st, and you, you're not telling me it's not going to be published until 2023. No, get <laughs> <laughs> it needs get to go out into the world now. <laughs> amount of patience to do what I'm
0: doing. <laughs> but I like that you're kind of refocusing and rethinking your business. I also like, and I don't remember who s- talks about how stuff needs to get on your calendar in order to get it done, but you're doing that, right? You're planning out your week, you're really rethinking how you approach your time. And these are good lessons for anybody, whether they're a full-time employee or an entrepreneur. So good for you for like being honest and vulnerable and talking about that. And it's too bad you had that accident. I mean, it freaked me out as your friend. And the f- part that freaked me out too was that you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And clearly you are not fine. And yeah, I know it's funny ego I, I, and part, part yeah. health insurance constraints, but... All the above, which yeah. by the way...
1: I have a $7,500 deductible, but somehow my emergency room visit costs 15000 something dollars yeah, total, yeah. but I ended up with only like $1,500 or something out of pocket, which is still for a solo entrepreneur. Yeah, If you're
0: ever not thinking nothing. about
1: going into business for yourself, people, health insurance, you need to have a plan because I'm blessed that I have at least coverage, but it is always a factor in the back of my head, the high deductible plan with a five hundred and sixty dollar a month premium. Although just signed up for my twenty twenty healthcare plan and it for the first time, literally in ten years, for the first time went down ten dollars. So it's five hundred and forty dollars oh, a month next man. year. <laughs>
0: That's a whole different show. We need Mark Stelzner to come on and explain to us how to fix this at some point. But Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please 2020 it, Mark goals Stelzner. there. Well, I'm glad that you were safe from your accident. I'm sorry that it happened. But what emerged from this is a different take on life. And I'm I'm encouraged for your 2020. Yeah. I believe in you. You know that.
1: And I think I've learned, you know, I've had a couple of head bangs. One was a stupid thing with another horse where I wasn't wearing a helmet and I tried to slide on her and slid off and banged my head. So, but I sat there that time going, I, you know, I, I was out for a little bit and then I sat up and I was like, the whole next 10 minutes was me going, why wasn't I wearing my helmet? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so note to anybody that knows me, when Jennifer sounds like she's in La La Land, she is even though she's telling you she's fine and she oh can drive home and she can do all those things and when your she's poor going foot. oh god my foot is fine she, when <laughs> you're around somebody crushed. and they just keep repeating a stupid statement over and over again like is this a dream oh god <laughs> something is wrong take them to the hospital get That's them checked right. out but enough even about when they're me. going,
0: don't take me to the hospital. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, enough about me. So we obviously have a book coming up for you. We do. We're going to play in someplace fun. We're going to go out and terrorize the, the, yes. the, the locals somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what are you most excited about in 2020? And the book, nothing about the book. Take the yeah, no,
0: I'm, uh, that's not exciting me anyway. So I think <laughs> what I'm excited about in 2020 is also to do things a little bit differently in my own life. You know, this past year, September, I so I'll just share this with everybody. I got off of anti anxiety medication, right? And so my goal for 2020 is to continue this sober looking view into the world and just facing the world with my own skills and being very transparent about it. So I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where I'm a total sober vegan, mostly because that sounds insufferable, but I like, like it. To, Hashtag yeah, sober. But I'd vegan. like to continue this, you know. <laughs> I I have this love-hate relationship with alcohol. I mean, I love it. I hate how I feel the next day. So I would like to continue weaning myself off of alcohol and going for longer and longer periods without drinking, not because I feel like I have a disease, but just because I feel like it's so incompatible with the way I want to live my life. You only have a certain number of days on this planet, and I want to experience it fully and completely and authentically. And alcohol does the opposite to me. And so I really enjoy drinking champagne with you, Jennifer, and I will save it for those occasions. But, <laughs> you know, on a Tuesday night, what, what is this? You know, why would I do this to myself? So I'd like to continue that journey. I would like to continue my journey of loving more animals and not eating them, not wearing them, not buying animal products. So that's important to me. And, you know, I've been talking about getting a dog for 22 years now. Could this be the year I get a dog? I may have to drop my husband (laughs) because he really does not want a dog, but I'm hoping we can find a way to reconcile that. And I can have a dog and a husband at the same time. So like, personally, I've got like these little mini goals to have more animals and more love and more fun and more experiences in my life. So I don't know if I'll ever use the hashtag sober vegan. I will. (laughs) I will. I will
1: that's coming that's going going on my my timeline soon terrible but i mean again just jennifer laurie travel stories we go to connecticut for some fancy dinner thing that laurie wanted to go to and i just tagged along she rented an airbnb which was lovely in the woods of connecticut (laughs) literally called the stone cottage it was great so beautiful had a fireplace apparently laurie likes fires Laurie's not that great at building a fire.
0: Wait, wait. Who got the fire going <laughs> the second night when you couldn't? I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> wait, no, I got it going the second night without the assist of the fire log, thank you. You
0: did. Who got it really roaring though? Okay. That's you, all I'm breathe, saying. you
1: breathe on it. But anyway, Laurie built a fire. She's drinking her champagne. We're having girl conversations. We haven't been together in a while, so we've yes. shared all the things. And we set off the fire alarm.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how only I set off the fire alarm. I think well, you were right. putting logs on there as well.
1: Laurie built the fire too far out of the fireplace, set the fire alarm off. And her Goodness. immediate, she jumps up out of the bed. We're laying on the bed in front of the fire talking. And she jumps up out of the bed, immediately runs, opens all the windows, opens all the doors, laughing well, hysterically. Do.
0: Yeah.
1: I meanwhile, I casually get up off the bed. I walk over to one window. <laughs> fling it open and smash my fingers oh I know I'm (laughs) well I didn't do
0: it (laughs) that is my
1: second major injury of the year I still have a bloody fingernail because I literally it's like smashing your fingers in a car door I don't know what this window was wired with but it's it's lead window yeah but Laurie's laughing hysterically fire alarms going off this stone cottage is behind some nice big mansion of these people
0: they, they were not there out. that night, though. Thank okay. God. So yeah. they, they
1: could care less. Their they stone cottage is burning down.
0: <laughs> I have to but say. That's
1: what it's like. That's what that it's like fire, to travel.
0: <laughs> that fire was a little too roaring, but the second night, that fire was The nice. second night, that fire was perfect. Yes, it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jennifer, thanks for hopping on board and doing this little podcast with me. I, you know, just love you so much and I appreciate your friendship and always being there when I need you. Well, thanks for being my friend
1: and allowing me to to protect you around the world. <laughs> Although, <laughs> if we had more time, maybe on the next uh, random podcast, I can tell you the story about Laurie in Barcelona. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your teaser for the oh, next time. Oh, I had God. to protect other people from Laurie. Let's just hey, put it that way. <laughs> I
0: was protecting you. Some no, no. potential <laughs> no, trouble.
1: No. I was protecting <laughs> other people from you. It's clear. Hey,
0: hey I'm tough. That's all I'm going to say. All right, Jennifer. Thanks again for chatting with me today. And everybody will be back next week with a real podcast, I guess. What? <laughs>
1: this was the realist, the realist hashtag, We're the realist podcast. Real. We are podcast. Fixin work. <laughs> Super fixin' work. <laughs> we are. Go get yourself a Sabbath and be a sober vegan in 2020. Agree,
0: agree, agree. All right, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks. It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review.